Joining me now here in the Skyline studio is May Whiteside. May is chair of Flourish Pack, and on the phone is uh, former state representative Letitia Wallace from Rockford, Democrat from Rockford, who I'm sorry I thought was going to be in studio because I was going to tell her to bring some Mrs. Fisher's potato (laughs) chips for me. Oh, (laughs) I definitely would have brought you some. I see. You You can't pass Mrs. Fisher's, but... May May is chair of Flourish Pack, and I'd like you just to explain what Flourish Pack is, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Flourish Pack is a nonpartisan political action committee that's focused on putting women of color in office. Uh, more importantly, black women, because our voices have to not only be expressed in campaigns, but we really want to bring our issues in our community forward so that we can see some inclusion um, when it comes to policy about our communities, uh, when it comes to the economic uplifting of our communities. More often, we are starting businesses. We are driving the economy in our local communities. So we want, we want to be, you know, our seat at the table. And how does Letitia fit in? So the, the awesome part about Letitia is having had that experience on a state level, passing bills, crafting legislation to include uh, voices from underrepresented communities. And when the uh, impetus for the, um, the Illinois Black Campaign Academy, uh, I reached out to her and I said, hey, I would love if you can add your voice to, to amplify uh, the objectives of the pack. And so, uh, and so she agreed to do so. Uh, uh, Leticia, I mean, you you actually even had a statewide platform uh, as a, yeah. a candidate for lieutenant governor. Yes, I did. Uh, so last year I did run in the primary with uh, State Senator Daniel Biss as his lieutenant governor um, partner. Um, and that gave me so much more insight. I'm originally from the south side in the south suburbs of Chicago. I've been in Rockford for over a decade now. So I knew about those areas. But, of course, traveling throughout the entire state um, on a statewide campaign gives you that much more of an insight in terms of what's happening economically across our state. Um, who feels like they're actually included in our politics, not just as candidates and individuals in the room, but who's working the campaigns, um, who is helping to forward the message of communities that have often been marginalized and silenced. Well, and, and May, one of the things, as you say, about Flourish Pack is about the goal is, is to encourage African-American women uh, into office. Yes. But yes. then you have... Uh, the offshoot of that, which is the Illinois Black Campaign Academy, which uh, I think raises a real important role because not everybody can run for office. This is about inclusion in staffing, staffing of, of, of minority inclusion, not just women, but just to have that factor as part of the campaigns. Is there a belief that campaigns have not been inclusive enough? Uh, there is, because um, the fact of... Um, and, I, and I'll be honest, I also donate to campaigns. I'm often contacted by fundraisers to donate to their candidates. And more often, on the other end of the phone, they're not African-American. They're not people of color. And 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 in a candidate's... Um, organization they need to look at how to gain access to 
um, African-American to fill those key roles in, in organizations because it, it reflects one, you're, you're truly committed to campaign diversity and two, you have them in meaningful roles, not just all the field work, but you're actually having them as a part of your think tank. And that, and that one of the comments that came up through the, throughout the three black campaign academies we've had thus far across the state is when you have inclusion of African-Americans on campaigns and we're door knocking, more often the person at the door is going to connect to that person because they eat chances are they know that person. So they're going to believe in that candidate. You know what I mean? It, it translates down. And what I find is that there's not enough that I see. The only African-American person that I've ever seen in a key role uh, was Stacey Abrams campaign. And he was the campaign finance director. And I've never seen that before. Well, and Letizia, you know, having run statewide, but even just as having run and won in Rockford, uh, mm-hmm. the, the we talk a lot about uh, inclusion and in and, and, and business as a, being an important factor for successful businesses, uh, diversity being an important part of growing businesses, and yet you know it's the the, the it's the political machine that has kind of put mandates that uh, on corporate boards and those kinds of things, but aren't necessarily following the rules themselves. Right. Um, so here in Illinois, you do see um, a lack of diversity and inclusion among campaign staffers. I'm really proud of the organization that um, this and I had. We now have a current state senator who was our political director um, for our campaign. But the only other African-American woman besides myself was our field director. And I, that was key. So it, it was a very small organization, and we were doing what we could on a shoestring bu- budget. But I think making sure that we have as many diverse uh, voices at the table as possible just has to be the center of all campaigns. No matter where we look throughout our state and throughout our country, we can assume that there are certain areas that have more quote-unquote minorities than others. But the truth of the matter is people of color are everywhere. And unfortunately, we also have um, some negative outcomes in a number of areas throughout our state and our country and we need to be at the table when people are creating their policy platforms and certainly we need to be at the table when individuals are crafting um, any type of public policy because our voices can help uplift um, everyone economically. If you reach to the lowest African-American earner, particularly women, in almost any community, if you can lift her up with a living wage, with health care, perhaps help to start the dream business that she has, you have impacted an entire community. And by creating policies along that line, it only helps to strengthen our economy throughout the state. So I don't know why most of us or more of us are not at the table, but hopefully May and I will help to, to make that uh, less of a, a truth and will be more um, included as we move forward. We're speaking with May Whiteside. She's chair of Flourish Pack and former state representative Letisa Wallace, Democrat from Rockford. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin.
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars in other words, in other words, welcome back to the Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune. Joining me here in the WGN Skyline Studio is Mae Whiteside. She's chair of Flourish Pack, and on the phone is former state representative Leticia Wallace, Democrat from Rockford. We're talking about Flourish Pack as well as the Illinois Black Campaign Academy uh, efforts to uh, try to increase diversity not only among elected office holders but also with campaign staffs which i think really is is more of a fundamental point yes uh, because mm-hmm. as we say you know everything grows upwards and and mm-hmm. that is i think you know when you have candidates drawing up platforms uh, trying to lift people up having that diversity is an important factor isn't it may it is very important um, because we're able to bring forth uh, the issues that affect our community. And far too often, I feel as though after the candidate is in office, sometimes they 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 don't carry through on those initiatives. And most oftentimes, I don't see some of the African-American staffers move on to key roles in the leadership. Um, and so, uh, for example, um I would say, like, in our communities, uh, we've long talked about food deserts. You've heard Michelle Obama talk about it. You've heard local um, 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 community members talk about it. The fact that I live in a ninth ward and we have no grocery stores, we're in the midst of a food desert for decades, that's a problem. And so when candidates craft their messages, we want to, we want to say, what policies are you going to create so we don't live in communities such as this? Um, we pay taxes. We're, we're counted upon to deliver our vote. Um, and I feel that black campaign staffers could play key roles in those uh, positions to, to craft the policy that affects our community. But Latisa, as you also point out, it's not just in areas of predominant african-american population but you know the state has a great deal of diversity uh, you know the 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 suburbs aren't white bread anymore and i think you kind of found that out during your campaign oh definitely um and even as a state legislator i would often talk about the fact that there are very we don't think about it, but there are so many similarities between our rural and urban communities. Those communities are suffering from the same, um, the food deserts, the healthcare deserts, um, will their education system be an adequate system for their children? Where are the jobs that pay a living wage? Can they start the small business that could help to create jobs for others? Those are issues that we see throughout the state. Um, but I think it's important to listen to communities of color because I'll pick on my own party. We often go to those communities asking for their vote and asking for their support. But if your campaign and your eventual staff, um, if you're successful as a candidate, doesn't reflect um, the diversity and the, the need for uh, marginalized groups to be at the table, then have you really delivered anything that you said you would deliver? Um, so I think it's very important to bridge the gaps that we see between rural and urban, and I think it's extremely important to make sure that everyone 
in our most diverse state, our state is so diverse, it's very reflective of what the United States population is like. If we're not putting people at the table at the same at least proportion um, of their population here in the state, then are we really doing what we should be doing as candidates, as policymakers, um, and as uh, drivers and economic influencers? I don't think we are. If we're not bringing everyone to the table, and you know, to ba- to bounce off Latisa too, uh, I find it hilarious. Well, kind of ironic that those of us on the south side of Chicago have the same issues as as rural in rural communities. It's it, we all want mm-hmm. the same thing, and and it's. I thought it was just they had different problems than our communities. It's almost the same. And, and and so how do we drive those voices up from the communities into campaigns, let it reflect? And I think the Black Campaign Academy can do that. And you're a businesswoman as yes, well. Yes. So, I mean, there there is that issue, too, of policies that help entrepreneurs. Yes. Uh, where it, it seems like people use that term a lot, mm-hmm. especially for uh, impoverished communities. But are we doing enough for that? Uh, personally, uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> I think that um, a lot of us black entrepreneurs, we find ourselves last in terms of receiving prime opportunities with various units of government. Uh, it's starting to change, but it, it has not really done so. Um, I've been a business owner in Chicago for 10 years, and I will tell you, it is a daily struggle uh, to make my voice heard with various departments in my line of work. So that's why that campaign inclusion is so important, because um, unless someone from my community is on that campaign expressing that, hey, you know, we've got all these entrepreneurs here with no access to capital, no access to the government contracting. Um, that's a problem. Let's create some policy that's going to make an impact. And then let's actually drive that policy through. That's Mae Whiteside. She is chair of Flourish Pack, And also I want to thank former state representative Letisa Wallace, Democrat from Rockford, for joining me this morning. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thanks well, for having us.